Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to a day that will live in infamy. May 2nd, night, 2022. This is the first episode of Matt's World. It's my world, and you just live in it. Matthew Burr is here. Of course, you all know me from my podcast, Enter the Bad Cave. And here I am on the first episode of Matt's World, kicking it off with Mental Health Monday. And it's also ironic because it is Mental Health Awareness Month. And on this day, we're going to be talking about things on mental health and also how to also improve your mental health as well. And first, we're going to get started by the kombucha of the day. Yep, the kombucha of the day. And this will be a uh, weekly um, thing that's going to be on the other uh, days as well, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And the kombucha of the day is Health Aid Kombucha's Pink Lady Apple. I'm open this right now. And... This is really awesome because it's it almost tastes like apple juice, and I love apple juice. And of course, kombucha is very healthy, you know, very healthy um, probiotic tea. And this is my all-time favorite flavor right here. And I have a lot of brands, and I'll be talking about a whole lot of different brands uh, throughout the show and stuff. But Health Aids Pink Lady Apple is the best. It's 70 calories, uh, zero grams of total fat, zero um, sodium, and it's good for your digestive system. And also, I drink a lot of kombucha on, um, yeah, I, I drink kombucha on Sundays as well, because on Sundays, I don't eat. Uh, Sundays, um, I call those my piss and shit days, and I call it piss and shit because I do nothing but drink liquids, and that includes water, milk, juice, and kombucha. Of course, I do drink lots of water, and that helps flush out your system. You know, you go to the bathroom a lot, and you shit a lot, but nonetheless, it's very healthy, and anyone who's trying to lose weight, I highly recommend you you try it, and I also help, help, highly recommend that you try some uh, kombucha as well. So, take me a little swig of this. Oh, that's good. So, before we get into the for our next segment, I want to give out some shout-outs to some very important people in my life. First and foremost, I want to thank my mom, Brenda Tuggle. Um, she's been there for me, um, you know, throughout my mental health, my struggles with mental health, mental issues, and... Of course, um, what many of you don't know, uh, well, I think I, yeah, I have talked about it on um, one episode of Enter the Batcave, um, is that I have Asperger's, which is a form of autism. I am on the spectrum, and I was diagnosed at 16, and she's been through uh, a lot with me, and she's helped a lot from the good times, the bad times, so thank you, Mom, love you. Um... Also, I want to thank my brother, uh, Wayne Tuggle. Yep, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my brother. Um, he lives all the way out in Middleborough, and he's been, um, he's been supportive as well. I mean, granted, he can still be a jerk at times, but, uh, you know, he's also been very helpful, and he's, uh, come to understand my disability and and also you can also find him on instagram as well at wayne tuggle on instagram so uh send him a shout out send him some love if you can and also i want to thank uh my co-host on my live stream shows uh prema johnny uh of course we've been friends um 
since 2000 and 2009. Yeah, we've been friends since uh, 2000, since 2009. And, you know, she, of course, is a wrestling fan herself. And she also has Asperger's. And, you know, I, I cannot say enough good things about this woman. She is uh, very nice, very sweet. And you can catch us on our live stream shows, um, After Dark Wrestling, um, yeah, ADW Saturday Night, on, um, on my Instagram, uh, one of my, one of my many Instagram pages, um, GTV695 on Saturday nights at 10.05, and you can also catch us on... Uh, Prima and Matt channel, which is um, another one of my Instagram, where we uh, do wrestling shows on there, and yeah, you, we yeah we do live stream shows. We do um, on Tuesday nights. We we do um, uh, was I'm sorry I'm forgetting the name of the shows here. Oh, good way to start it off. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do uh, PNM videos where we use video filters and look like and look at classic pro wrestling. Uh, that's at Tuesdays at ten ten. And Wednesday nights we do wrestling with the eighties where we look at uh, classic wrestling shows from the eighties at ten ten. And then on Fridays we do Friday night main event and we look at. Uh, you know, wrestlers and also some main event matches. And then we also do once a month, we do uh, the Buffet of Brutality on GTV 695. That's where, um, you know, we look at the most violent matches in professional wrestling, hardcore, you know, and steel cage and all that stuff. So love you, Prima. And I love you as well, Becky, who's Prima's mom. And last but not least, I also want to thank, well, wait, I got to thank some other people. I got to thank my cousins, uh, Ken Jones, who's a football coach over at MIT. Uh, my other cousin, Jeffrey Jones, his brother, who lives out in Florida. I want to thank um, also uh, my friend, Kenny Banesh, who's been a good friend of mine since high school. Uh, we've been through hell and back with each other, and, you know, he's a good dude, and he's about to graduate college this year, and, you know, an all-around guy, and, you know, I can't say enough good things about him as well, but last but not least, I also want to thank um, my friend Anitra Barnes, aka Sansi. Of course, you can find her on uh, Trey Bags at Instagram and also at Sansi, uh, Sansi Me, Sansi Age. She has been um, she has been my rock this uh, past year because this year I have gone through uh, COVID, a kidney stone, and um, also um, uh, having a bit of a fallout with a a friend of ours and trying to repair the friendship so um she's been through i mean she, i mean she's been there for me and she's also gone through some um some stuff herself and you know but this summer we're trying to make it better and meet each other in fact actually uh she's actually a ceo of merchandising at her job so um things are starting to look better for her as well and uh, Anitra, Sansi, listen to this. Um, I love you, girl. Thank you. And, um, you know, you've been through my ups and downs as well. And, um, you know, sorry, I get a little choked up. But I love you, girl. Thank you. So now... Let's get into our next segment. So for our next segment, we're going to be talking about 
dating and this is the topic of the day as well and what this this has to do with mental health well it's simple because this has to deal with the rejection part of dating and I know this all so well because in middle school and high school I didn't really date much um I had one little I had like maybe two girlfriends in in my freshman year um well it was more like high school girlfriends we never went out or anything and and of course um one broke up with me because she was interested in another guy and um another one she broke up well i broke up with her because uh, her mom didn't she was also um mentally um challenged and um yeah she um and yeah she suffered from like mental retardation and she had um you know she fought her mom found out that she that kissed her and i didn't want to get her in any more trouble so i broke up with her and she was actually a junior too and but then later on uh, i never had a girlfriend or anything like that i mean i've um and and i didn't really start dating until um after high school and even before i started dating i was uh, rejected a lot and uh, one of the rejections was, um, the harshest rejection was the fake phone numbers. And, yeah, this is a little hard for me. Um, I get a little emotional. And the thing about fake phone numbers is that, you know, people have said to me, like, well, it's to, you know, you know, it's, it's a way of a girl saying that she doesn't want to want to reject you because she's afraid of uh being confronted and you know and, and of course as an adult i heard it's like well you know there's a lot of creeps there's a rapist and you know there's the me too movement and blah 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 blah, blah, blah. and you know and it, and even with all the explanations i just i just i just don't get it I don't like it. I never liked it in high school, and I don't like it as an adult. And what I'm going to say is probably going to make some of the women folk a little upset. But at this point, I really could give two shits because I'm telling you from my personal experience. And I am going to address all the reason well the excuses and um and what have you now first and foremost when you're in school okay when you're in high school you know you you think it's cute you know the whole like ooh, i gave him a fake phone number he really thinks i like him <laughs> it's like okay listen if you're a freshman in high school okay look you know, I mean, even as a freshman, you shouldn't do this. But at the same time, you're a young lady, you're young, and you think it's cute, and you're trying to impress your friends. But reality is, you're not. Okay? Especially nowadays when, um, you know, you know, young kids, young teenagers, they're dying. You know, they're committing suicide over this. You know... It just really, it's really something that has to stop, you know, because it leads to depression, suicide, feeling rejected, you know, feeling like you don't belong. And the thing is, it's not cute. And you know what? When you're a freshman in high school, I mean, like, look, like I said before, even though you shouldn't do it, it's one thing. But after you learn, after, after your freshman year, or, you know, and then sophomore, junior, senior, and then later on you become an adult. 
it's like, that has to stop. It really has to stop. I mean, what do you gain from that? What do you gain from that? Humiliating a person? Wasting a person's time? I mean, that is... I mean, that is idiotic. Very idiotic, and it's hurtful, and it shouldn't happen. It really should not happen. You know, especially in nowadays. And... You know, and people want to say, like, well, it's to protect ourselves because, you know, men, they, when we reject, when we reject them, some men, they'll beat up the woman or, you know, they'll go out and kill them. And that actually uh, happened not too long ago, uh, sometime last year in New York. A friend of mine uh, told me about that. And look, I understand for women, it's a dangerous world out there. It's more dangerous for them than it is than it is for us men. And I understand that there are rapists, there's psycho killers. I mean, there's, it's not a nice world. But when you do shit like this, it only makes the world even more harsher and meaner. I mean, as far as protection goes, look, take up a martial arts class, get pepper sprayed, carry a knife, get a license to carry a gun. I mean, granted, I don't want anybody to die, but if that's what you need to do to protect yourself, fine, do all that. But don't do this fake phone numbers. And the other thing I I hate, which I hate the, the most, is when you get, is when you give them your, your number and you don't call them back or text them back. I mean, you could at least have the courtesy to call the person back you know, or, or don't even call at all, just leave a text, you know, just leave a text, be like, you know, hi, what's up, you know, or, you know, let's hang out as friends, you know, at least hang out as a, as friends, you know, go out on, like, maybe one little date, you know, just to see how it is, and if you don't like the person romantically, and you just want to be friends, okay, that's fine, I can understand that, but to give them the runaround, I mean, that is just, that is just stupidity. It is stupidity. Complete and utter stupidity. Okay, that is complete and utter stupidity. And, you know, and you guys are, and I know you women are probably going to say to yourselves, oh, you're men, oh, there's plenty of fish in the sea, man up. It's like, no, you man up. Why don't you man up and say, you know what? I'm not interested in you. Maybe we can just be friends, you know, or just say like, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll see you around. And you know what? And I've had that happen to me too. And you know what? I prefer that rejection than fake phone numbers anytime. Because yeah, I will still be hurt. I will still be crushed when, especially when if it's a girl that I like, you know, and I've had this happen to me dozens of times, you know, because I go out to karaoke, and, uh, yeah, I don't really, I mean, I don't go to the bars per se, I mean, like, if I'm with friends or a group of friends, yeah, you know, I'll go to the bars and, and stuff, and plus, um, and plus, I'm a, I'm an alcoholic, um, you know, I've had a problem with binge drinking, and I've been, uh, clean, I've been clean and sober now, officially now, four months, wow, <laughs> I have been, um, I've been officially now, um, clean and sober now for four months. Wow, I just realized that. And that's, that's definitely, um, that's definitely amazing, you know, um, but no, less, you know, that's what I, you know, that's what I do. You know, I go to karaoke at night and, you know, I, you know, now I try to talk to women and you know what? If a girl says to me, a woman, girl, um, however you want to call yourself, if they say, like, hey, look, you know, you're very sweet, you know, but I'm not interested, but we can still be friends, or or what have you, or, uh, you know what, I'll think, maybe I'll see you around. Okay, fine. I can respect that. I mean, yeah, it's going to hurt, but I can respect that. But when you flat out lie to me, flat out lie to me and give me a false hope, that's when I lose all respect. I lose all respect for you, 
okay? I lose all the respect for you, okay? Because that is not cute. It's not cute. It's not funny. I mean, you're, I mean, sometimes I really want to, when they do that, I want to track this woman down. I want to, you know, shake her, not hit her, not hit her. I'm not advocating for hitting women and all that stuff, even though sometimes, you know, they are, as uh, our parents would say back in the day, cruising for a bruising. I want to grab these girls by their arms and shake them and just be like, listen, you are a grown fucking adult. You are a grown adult. You are not in high school. Stop it. Stop it. Okay? And, I mean, it's, yeah, I know I know. I get a little emotional and, and, and stuff like that, but, hey, this is my world. I get emotional. I'm just, you know, I wear my feelings on my sleeve, you know, and, you know, like I said, I, I didn't like it in high school, and I don't like it now as an adult. I mean, we're, as adults, we're supposed to be mature when it comes to when it comes to everything, we're supposed to be mature. We're supposed to know how to act. We're supposed to know how to talk to people. You know, this, the, you know, the games. I mean, like, look, we all know dating is a game, okay? Dating is a game. But when you do things in the game that are unfair, it just makes people not want to date. It just makes people really not want to date. And actually, I don't really consider dating a game. Game... Dating should not be a game, okay? You shouldn't try to make a game out of it, like the playing hard to get and the, you know, and, you know, and this goes for men too, you know, okay? I don't want to, I mean, even though I'm focusing on the women, men do this too, and I don't like it when the men do it either, okay? And I think it's pretty childish and stupid when the men do it, okay? So ladies, please, it goes both ways, okay? It goes both ways. You know, it really goes both ways. I don't like it when men do it, and I don't like it when women do it. And both sides need to stop. They need to cut it out, okay? But the women, you definitely, most definitely need to cut it out, okay? You most definitely need to cut this out, especially to the high school girls, okay? If there are any little high school girls listening to this. Because let me tell you, Something. If I had a daughter, I mean, like, I don't have plans on having kids. Never say never. You know, I kind of go back and forth with it. But if this was my daughter, and my daughter was in grade school, and she was doing that shit, I'm telling you right now, I would whoop her ass. I would whoop her ass. And now that I'm, you know, and trust me, I, I don't. I don't like the idea of hitting kids, you know, I know, I know back in the day we all got hit with a belt or hand and stuff like that, you know, for me, that was back then, this is now, yes, I've gotten, I've gotten the belt before, I, and stuff, but, you know, would I do that now? No, it's a different time, different environment, there's different ways of disciplining kids, but if there was any reason to put my hands on my kid, it would be for that. That would probably, well, that and if my kid hit me, you know, hey, if you're, as Kevin Hart once said on the real Husbands of Hollywood, you know, if you're man enough to put your hands on somebody, you're man enough to get dealt with, okay? But as for my daughter, let me tell you something. If I found out that she hurt a boy's feelings emotionally by giving him a fake phone number or saying that he was ugly you know or that sort of shit let me tell you something her head will be right through the wall i will grab her by the neck and put her right through the fucking wall okay because i will not raise a bully i will not raise a bully and i will not raise someone to be like that and you can call cps on me if you want but at the end of they, I will not raise my daughter to be that way, and I will be definitely ashamed of her if she were to ever do that. And if she did that as an adult, as an adult, I wouldn't hit her, okay? I wouldn't hit her because she's, you know, she's grown and stuff like that.
that. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, she will get a tongue lashing. Trust me, she will get a tongue lashing like she had never gotten one before. And I will call her almost any name in the dictionary. Okay? And I don't give a fuck. Okay? I don't give a fuck if it hurts her feelings or whatever. Because at the end of the day, she hurt that person's feelings, wasting that person's time. And you know what? I'm not about that. And she'll know that I'm not about that. Alright? She knows I won't be a, about that. And I'm going to leave it like this. And I'm going to leave this with a quote for you guys to think about and marinate. And I'm going to go listen to some... Uh, I'm probably going to listen to some good uh, therapeutic music to woo-saw me. Yeah, I'm going to woo-saw. But I'm going to leave it with a good quote that I heard um, on a YouTube video. Watch. is this. A fool. A fool is someone that made mistakes because he or she didn't know any better. But an idiot, an estupido, as my Hispanic brothers and sisters would call it, is someone who is looking death right in the face and still goes and does it in any way. And that's how I feel about the women in dating when it comes to rejection. You know, with the fake phone numbers and stuff, okay? At, as an adult, you should know better. As an adult, you should know better. And if you do, and if you keep doing that, whether you're in your 20s, your 30s, or your 40s, well then guess what? You are an idiot. And a stupido. Again. You are an idiot, and you need to stop, okay? It's not funny. It's not cute. It doesn't make you a boss, bitch. It doesn't make you this. It, it doesn't make you all that, okay? It makes you childish, okay? If you're gonna, and if you're gonna act like a child, guess what? People are gonna treat you like a child. But if you act like a grown-ass woman, we will treat you like that. Okay, and pe and don't get me on this whole, oh, well, they have to respect. And No, respect goes both ways, people, okay? Respect goes both ways, okay? To give, to get respect, you have to give respect, okay? You have to give respect. And also, you have to earn respect. Respect is earned, okay? And you don't earn respect by being nasty, mean, and cruel, okay? That's not a way to get respect, okay? And if anybody wants to, and if any female wants to challenge me, walk up to me and try to lecture me on this, please, I challenge you to do that. I challenge you to do that because let me tell you something. I don't back down from debates and arguments, except when it has to do with politics and religion, you know, because, um, you know, those are two things, two different things, and those are almost uh, things not to really touch upon. But when it comes to this subject, I will challenge anybody on that. And please, please try to debate me on this, because I will dress you down. I will dress you the fuck down. Now, you may not like this opinion, that's fine. I don't like everybody's opinion. Everybody may not like me, guess what? I don't like everybody. But guess what? At the end of the day, I think we can all pretty much agree is that handing out fake phone numbers, both men and women, is stupid. It is stupid, it is wrong, and we need to put a stop to it. Now, having said all that, I am going to get off my soapbox. I'm going to go woosaw for a minute. And I'll be right back with the next segment. Alright, now that I've woosawed, 
I am going to be reading an excerpt of Hagakuri, the Book of the Samurai. And I got this book uh, last summer. Um, I've yet to finish it, though. You know, it's a very long book, and plus the... Um, uh, I've been distracted with other things. So I thought I might start all over again from chapter one, because I actually never left chapter one. And this is good for your mental health as well, because, um, you know, this is about philosophy, a way of life. And also, like, I love Japanese culture. I love Asian culture, period, but I love samurais. I love ninjas, you know, I mean... You know, I'm a big uh, martial arts movie nerd and stuff. So I got this book, and actually the first time I heard about it was in the movie uh, Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai, which starred uh, Forrest Whitaker. And there's actually a famous quote from this that was in the movie that's uh, in here as well. And I'm going to be reading it as well. And of course... We're gonna read this while listening to some relaxing Japanese Zen music. So I'm about to turn that on right now, and we're gonna get right into it. Although it stands to reason that a samurai should be mindful of the way of the samurai, it would seem that we are all negligent. Consequently, if someone were to ask what is the true meaning of the way of the samurai, the person who would be able to answer prompt, promptly is rare. This is because it has not been established in one's mind beforehand. From this, one unmindfulness of the way can be known. Negligence is an extreme thing. Here's the next quote. The way of the samurai is found in death. When it comes to either or, there is only the quick choice of death. It is not particularly difficult. Be determined in advance. To say that dying without reaching one's aim is to die a dog's death is the freeriest way a sophisticates. When pressed with the choice of life or death, it is not necessary to gain one's aim. We all want to live, and in large part, we make our logic according to what we like. But not having attained our aim in continuing to live is cowardice. This is a thin, dangerous line. To die without gaining one's aim is a dog's death, infanticism. But there is no shame in this. This is the substance of the way of the samurai. If by setting one's heart right every morning and evening, one is able to live as though his body were already dead. He gains freedom in the way. His whole life will be without blame, and he will succeed in his calling. <clears throat> a man is a good retainer to the extent that he earnestly places importance in his master. This is the highest sort of retainer. If one is born into a prominent family that goes back for generations. It is sufficient to deeply consider the matter of obligation to one's ancestors, to lay down one's body and mind, and to earnestly esteem one's master. It is further good fortune if, more than this, one has wisdom and talent and can use them appropriately. But even a person who is good for nothing 
and exceedingly clumsily, will be a reliable retainer, if only he has the determination to think earnestly of his master. Having only wisdom and talent is the lowest tier of usefulness. According to their nature, there are both people who have quick intelligence and those who must withdraw and take time to think things over. Looking into this thoroughly, if one thinks selfishly and adheres to the four vows of the Nabashima Samurai, surprising wisdom will occur regardless of the high or low points of one's nature. People think that they can clear up profound matters if they consider them deeply, but they exercise perverse thoughts and come to no good because they do their reflecting with only self-interest at the center. It is difficult for a fool's habits to change to selflessness. In confronting a matter, however, if at first you leave it alone, fix the four vows in your heart, exclude self-interest, and make an effort, you will not go far from your mark. Because we do most things relying only on our own sagacity, we become self-interested, turn our backs on reason, and things do not turn out well. As seen by other people, this is sordid, weak, narrow, and inefficient. When one is not capable of true intelligence, it is good to consult with someone of good sense. An advisor will fulfill the way when he makes a decision by selfless and frank intelligence because he is not personally involved. This way of doing things will certainly be seen by others as being strongly rooted. It is, for example, like a large tree with many roots. One man's intelligence is like a tree that has been simply stuck in the ground. We learn about the sayings and deeds of the men of old in order... Oh, sorry. There's a YouTube ad. Let's get that. Right, start again. We learn about the sayings and deeds of the men of old in order to entrust ourselves to their wisdom and prevent selfishness. When we throw off our own bias, follow the sayings of the ancients and confer with other people, matters should go well and without mishap. Lord Katsugi borrowed from the wisdom of Lord Nashugi, Nashagi. Sorry, uh, my Japanese isn't all that good in pronouncing. This is mentioned in the Ohana Shakugarikare. We should be grateful for his concern. Moreover, there was a certain man who engaged a number of his younger brothers as retainers, and whenever he visited Edo, or the Kamikata area, he would have been, I mean, he would have had them accompany him, as he consulted with them every day on both private and public matters. It is said that he was without mishap. Sagara Koyuma was completely at one with his master and served him as though his own body were already dead. He was one man in a thousand. Once there was an important meeting at Master Sakoi's Masuage Villa, and it was commanded that 
Kiyomo was to commit seppuku, which is um, cut the belly suicide. At that time in Osaka, there was a tea house on the third floor of the suburban residence of Master Takunui. Kiyuma rented this and gathered together all the good-for-nothings in Saga. He put on a puppet show, operating one of the puppets himself, carousing and drinking all day and night. Thus, overlooking Master Sakoi's villa, he carried on and caused a great disturbance. In instigating this disaster, he gallantly thought only of his master and was resolved to committing suicide. Being a retainer is nothing other than being a supporter of one's lord and trusting matters of good and evil to him and renouncing self-interest. If they are but two or three men of this type, the thief will be secure. If one looks at the world when affairs are going smoothly, there are many who go without putting in their appearance, being useful by their wisdom, discrimination, and artfulness. However, if the Lord should retire or go into seclusion, there are many who will quickly turn their backs on him and ingrate themselves to the man of the day. Such a thing is unpleasant even to think about. Men of high positions, low positions, deep wisdom and artfulness all feel that they are the ones who are working righteously. But when it comes to the point of throwing away one's life for his Lord, all get weak in the knees. This is rather disgraceful. The fact that a useless person often becomes a matchless warrior at such times is because he has already given up his life and has become one with his lord. At the time of Mitsuki's death, there was an example of this. His one result attended was I alone. The others followed in my wake. Always pretentious, self-asserting notables turn their backs on the man who, just as his eyes are closing in death. Loyalty is said to be important in the pledge between lord and retainer. Though it may seem un unattainable, it is right before your eyes. If you once set yourself to it, you will become a superb retainer at that very moment. And we are going to end that right there. Uh, some great quotes, uh, some great philosophies there. And I hope you all also uh, go out and actually read the book. Um, not just listen to it. I mean, I'm going to be um, doing this every Monday, but um, because like there are about 12 chapters, actually. There's, uh, well, there's 11 chapters, but there's one chapter called Late Night Idol Talk. And I guess that's, um, I guess that's sort of the last chapter, but, um, but yeah, um, you should definitely, go out and um, read the book yourselves it's a great read and um, you know definitely fill your mind with wisdom as well as uh, another book uh, Sun Tzu the art of war which uh, I will be reading as well um, in the near future after I uh, read this book and now I'm gonna get into our next segment which is food for thought This is another segment called Food for Thought. And in Food for Thought, I talk about famous quotes and philosophies and and stuff because this also helps with mental health because this could help with your everyday life. And this also 
is something that I try to incorporate in my life as well. Of course, my mom says that I rely too much on some of the quotes and whatever, but uh, but there is some truth to these sayings. And some of these sayings I've actually come up with myself uh, from my years of being on this earth, being at uh, 35 years. And today's food for thought is this. And this is something that I am uh, came up with. Be honest, but be respectful. Now, what does that mean? Well, it's pretty... I mean, it's pretty uh, accurate, you know. I mean, uh, you can be honest with someone, but you have to be respectful when you're being honest. And this goes in everyday life, whether it's dating, whether it's you know, telling a person how you feel, whether it's being a teacher, a football coach, basketball coach, baseball coach, uh, sports, um, team sport coach um, in general, or being, you know, the boss of a, uh, of a corporate company or being the boss of a, of a grocery store or anything. Or even being a parent, even being a parent, even though I'm not a parent, is that you have, yes, you have to be honest, okay? Honesty is the best policy, which is another famous quote. You know, honesty will always be the best policy, but you have to be honest and in a way where the person can fully receive what you're trying to say, know that you're not trying to hurt that person, and at the same time can respect what you say. He or she may not like what you say, but they will at least respect what you say because you are telling them the truth. And, you know, people like to say like, well, I like to be brutally honest and what have you. And the thing is, and I learned this from um, Charlemagne the God, is that honest, I think he said it was uh, honesty without um, without kindness is brutality or something to that. I'll have to go look back, look that up. And he talked about it when um, T-Pain on the Netflix um, documentary uh, series, you know, about pop music, you know, he talked about how he went into a depression because Usher had said, you know, you fucked up music. And this was at the height of T-Pain's career, you know, when he said that, you know, and T-Pain, you know, I remember he came out during uh, my junior year of high school and, you know, I'm in love with a stripper and sprung and then my senior year, it was uh, Buy You a Drink. And I actually remember that joint, man. I mean, they actually played that at, at my high school prom. And I used to do that. I used to do. I used to play that song all the time, man. I used to play it all the time. You know, and, you know, the ride, the motorcycle, you know, the ooh, ooh, ooh. You know what I'm saying? I used to do all that. I'm actually doing it right now as, as I'm talking to you, to you guys. And, you know... T-Pain, you know, he went on a, you know, he went on a Terra, you know, winning Grammys, wearing AMAs, making platinum albums and stuff like that. And, <clears throat> I mean, hell, he even had, um, he even got a call from Michael Jackson. You know, Michael Jackson said that one of his favorite songs was uh, Bartender. And let me tell you something, when you get a call from someone as iconic as Michael Jackson, you know you're doing something right. You know you're doing something right. In fact, actually, on one of Quincy Jones's uh, albums, uh, T-Pain and Robin Thicke actually did a remake of PYT, which I highly recommend you listen to because it is awesome. It's 
one of my all-time favorite Michael Jackson songs. And let me tell you some Anybody that can do a great remake of that song has definitely got my respect. Most definitely has my respect. And... You know, Usher, and for Usher to say that, you know, to say, like, he fucked up music, I mean, it was, um, that was pretty fucked up of Usher, you know, because, um, you know, because as a fellow artist, I mean, yeah, you don't have to like the person's music, but you definitely have to give him respect for the fact that he's making money, he's able to provide for his family, he's winning Grammys, awards, he's achieving you know, heights, you know, and, and of course, T-Pain got a lot of backlash, you know, because of the whole use of auto-tune, and people were using auto-tune, and people were saying, oh, this is too much, auto-tune is for people who can't, you know, really sing, and you know what, yeah, I mean, are there some, is it a way for people who really can't sing with their natural voice to, um, you know, to get into the music business and stuff like that, and can it be overused? Yes, but at the end of the day, it is what it is, you know, music, just like any other form of entertainment, is always changing, it's always changing, you know, so, of course, you have to, you know, you have to learn to adapt, and that's what was going at that time, and, of course, now people are using their regular voices, and we still hear a little auto-tune. We still hear a little auto-tune every now and then. And auto-tune has actually become a good tool. You know, it's just a matter of how you use it and when to use it. You know? And I'll give you another example. You know, like, um, you know, what... And this, of course, uh, goes towards uh, team sports and... My cousin Ken is probably uh, listening to this as a, you know, as a football coach. And listen, you know, yes, you know, in a sport like football, you know, um, one bad play can ruin, you know, can ruin a game. You know, they, we all know the old saying, you know, the game is one in inches and miles. You know, you could be one inch from winning a game or you could be one inch from losing a game. You know, we all know that of years watch, watching football, whether it's high school, whether it's college, semi-pro, or fully pro. But, but, I've seen coaches, you know, I've seen coaches just really rip into players. And some deserve it, some don't. But the thing is, it can also shake a person's confidence, you know, you know, the old school, you know, coaching, you know, like grabbing a person by the face mask and going, see, you see what you did right there? That's why you fucked up. You know, do it my way. Do it again. You know, for me, let me tell you something. I mean, if I was, I could not play football that way. You know, I could not have someone, you know, yelling, getting in, getting in my face, you know, because that doesn't do anything for me. Positive affirmation I think is goes a lot a long way. I mean, yeah, you have to correct, but there's a way to correct it. You say, okay, you know, like, uh, what was your thought process doing that? Why'd you do that? Here's how you do it. Blah 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 blah. There are ways to getting your point across without having to constantly yelling and screaming, because if you do it too much, too much times, you know, a person's gonna eventually get fed up. And we've seen coaches get fed up with. I mean, players get fed up with their coaches. I mean, case in point, of course, this is not football. This is basketball. Um, the P.J. Uh, Carlissimo and Latrell Sprewell case. I mean, yeah, you should not put your hands on your coach. You know, you shouldn't put your hands on your coach, and your coach shouldn't put your hands on you. But at the same time, I'm also reminded of another quote, and... This is definitely true. We all heard this one before. You back a dog into a corner, you're going to get bit. And Latrell Sprewell was a dog that just wanted to be left alone. 
okay? When you have a coach like Colissimo who's constantly riding you and riding you and riding you, and it's like there's no pleasing, there's no, it's like no matter what you do, you can't do anything right, eventually the dog is going to bite you, okay? When a dog is back, you know, when a dog is minding his own business and he growls, you know, you hear that growl, that, that means leave me the fuck alone. But, of course, you want to go bother your dog, you want to go poke a stick at him, or you go try to pet him after he's growled at you to warn you to leave alone, he's going to bite you. And then you wonder why, why, why he bit you, and then people get mad at the dog, and then one thing, and I've, when I've said this quote before, you know, people have, you know, people have said like, well, what did the dog do to get put in the corner? And it's like, the dog didn't do anything. Leave the dog alone. Leave the dog alone. Leave him alone. That's why you got bit. And so, thus, to prevent cases like that from happening again, is that you have to learn how to correct a player and also learn how to teach him without the use of language, you know, without foul language or, you know, the screaming and the yelling, okay? And actually, there was actually a, a reality show called... Um, I forget the name of it. It had um, uh, it had the football player. What was his name? Uh, oh God, I'm oh Ray Lewis. Yeah, it had Ray Lewis on there, and it had a um, a therapist and sports psychologist. And what they did was they had some of the worst coaches on there, and were teaching them how to coach and you know what to say to players and stuff. And Ray Lewis, as a football player, he knows this, you know, being a two-time Super Bowl winner. And also, he's been affected by good coaching and bad coaching. And also, he's a father. And he has said that there is a certain way he will not let any player talk to his kid. You know, and he's even, and he's also told the coaches, like, yes, they want you to make them better. But that's what they sign up for. But they do not sign up to be cussed out like a dog and to be screamed at and be treated as less than and and of course eventually you know player a player will also rebel he's gonna think well what's the point of doing this i'm gonna get yelled at anyways and it's gonna take the fun out of out of doing the sport so we have to be honest and but we have to be respectful we have to be respectful when we're we're being honest with with people because as we all know words have power okay any word can have power love has power fuck you has a power as a power you know um dumbass power um, I respect you, power, you know, those are all powerful, but we have to learn how to use it. And I know you all listening to this, you're all going to say, oh, you know, this is a soft generation. People need to man up. This is why people get, you know, this is why everybody gets trophies. You know, they get trophies for showing up and listen, I'm not, I'm not for getting a trophy just for showing up. I don't think you should. You should just be handing out trophies for every little thing. But at the same time, we need more positive reinsurance. We need uh, positive feedback. And we need to build up people's self-confidence and self-esteem. Okay? It cannot always just be, you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong. Because then eventually, that person is going to rebel, and that's not going to help that person's confidence, and it will not help you as a boss, as a coach, as a parent, or anybody. You know, especially as a parent, when 
kids are going through a lot these days. There's a lot of pressure. Yes, they have to learn how to deal with pressure, but at the same time, they need to know that someone knows what they feel. They need to know that someone is going to be there for them, and they need to know that when that when they feel at that moment that they're thinking about giving up, that they can do something, that they can do something about it. They can change um, their circumstances. And all that comes from positive reinforcement. And that all comes from being respectful as well. Be respectful in your honesty. You know, yes, point out what they did wrong, but also point out what they did good as well. That, you know, at the same time, because that way, you know, that person will be like, you know what? Yeah, it stings a little what they said, what he or she said, but you know what? He was, he or she was honest with me and also said something positive. So you know what? I'm going to keep going about my business. I'm going to keep doing what I need to do. And that's what we need to do as people. Okay, that's what we need to to do as people. And that, my friends, is my food for thought. All right, in our last segment of the day, this is called Get Your Shit Together. And this goes for people who really need to get their shit together. And of course, I'm saying this one on Monday, May 2nd, 2022 for the women of America. Because of course, I just talked about the whole dating topic and how it affects people with mental issues and what have you. Talking about also a little bit about my personal experience with it. So therefore, here is a letter to all the women of America. And I'm going to do this here with some wisdom music. Dear women of America, cut the shit. The fake phone numbers, the not calling people back, not responding to texts or messages on social media, that has got to stop. You say you're doing it to protect yourself, but the reality is you're stopping over nice guys' hearts and causing them to feel rejected, depressed, and have suicidal thoughts. Men also have feelings, and some men are not about games. It may be cute as a high school freshman, but you're grown-ass adults, and you need to start acting like adults. It's not funny, it's not cute, and it doesn't make you a boss bitch. Instead, it makes you a pathetic, childish, ignorant, selfish bitch. If the shoe was on the other foot, you would be crying in your pillows at night. So therefore, don't do it to us. Instead, be upfront and respectfully, and I say this once again, respectfully, say you're not interested. Because even though we will still be crushed, we will still have respect for you. And as the old saying goes, respect is a two-way street. Get your shit together, Matthew Burris. Oh, MPS. If you have a daughter in grade school and she likes boys, please teach her the correct way to reject a boy. Because that way, she'll be more respectful, and set a good example for the next generation of women. And that will do it for our Mental Health Monday, right here on the first episode of Matt's World. And I'll be back on Wednesday for Wrestle Talk Wednesday, where we'll be talking about the world of professional wrestling. And of course, uh, I am a wrestling fan, and I'll be uh, talking about uh, my experience with pro wrestling. And then on Friday, it is Friday Fun Day, where 
We'll be doing some real fun stuff on there. It could be a watch-along. It could be a comic book review. It could be a music review. It could be anything fun, guys. Anything fun. And also, on Enter the Bad Cave, um, the episode where I did a watch-along for X-Men Night of the Sentinels Part 1 and 2 is available right now on Hubhopper, Spotify, and all other uh, podcast platforms that I use right here on Hubhopper. And on this upcoming Sunday's episode, continuing the Marvel in May, for this month of May, I will be doing a review of The Punisher, Circle of Blood. Yep, the famous graphic novel. So I hope you all um, listen to that. And you can find that podcast as well as this podcast here on Hubhopper, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Ganya, Amazon Music, Hungama, Acast, Listen Notes, TuneIn, Bullhorn, Podkicker, Pocket Cast, Addicted Podcasts, Podcast Index, Podtail, Pod Up, and FYYD. So you can find it on those uh, streaming platforms. Also, uh, let me know what you think over at mbarris1986 at gmail.com. That's my uh, email address. Uh, if you have questions, you know, maybe I can uh, answer them on on the show. And also you can find me at Matthew Barris on Instagram and also Matthew Barris at Facebook.com. And that'll do it. Hope you all enjoyed it. Let me know what you guys think. And please, uh, sh- you know, spread the word. And tell all your friends about this. And until then, this is Matthew Barr saying, don't have a good day. Have a great day. Bye-bye.